Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Leon's Corner. I know that it's been a while since the last time I spoke to you guys, and I know that I always say that, and um, that I always say that I'm trying to be consistent, but life's not always the way you plan it, and there's a lot of things that just um, intervene and have happened since the last time I talked to you guys. Um, just a quick little life update. My best friend actually passed a week ago and it's just been really hard trying to move forward. Um, I don't remember who I heard this from, but I heard this saying where it's like you never move on, but you have to move forward. And I think that's very accurate. Um, it just doesn't seem logical to move on, but you do move forward. You have to. Because life won't stop and you just, you can't let it take you down. So it's been a lot, um, you know, having to do it with the wake and the funeral and just him actually being gone and having to process that and acknowledge that and deal with the emotions attached to that. It's kind of been hard and it's definitely taken a toll. So I just kind of took a step back and just tried to manage it to the best of my abilities. But I'm back, and um, life keeps moving forward. And today's topic actually kind of relates to all of it and just kind of the way that I deal with emotions. Today, I actually want to talk about my healing journey, healing my in inner child, um, and generational trauma. I know that for a lot of Hispanics, this is very common, and unfortunately, we do have a lot of healing to do, and generational trauma just because of the environment and how we were raised and unfortunately it seems to be that a lot of our stories are similar because of the way that our parents raised us. So I consider myself fortunate to have noticed pretty early on that I have healing to do and I've always been aware that I do and to be honest that's the first step to moving forward and moving on from things that hurt you because if you don't acknowledge that there's healing that you need to do and that there's growing that you that must take place then you're never going to take the first step so for me um it happened very early on i had to uh grow up and mature very very young due to family things and family situations that i wish that i wasn't put in the middle of but unfortunately that's how things happen and so there's only two ways. You either face it and grow from it or you run away from it and you just hide your whole life. And I've always just kind of been the person to just tackle the problems and deal with it later. Like deal with the emotional trauma. So I just deal with the problems, take care of it, solve it, move forward. And then I'm just kind of stuck with this feeling because I never actually process the feeling. I never actually allowed myself to feel the hurt, to feel the pain, to feel the sadness, whatever it was. So growing up, um, and even now, I still hear a lot of people tell me like, oh my gosh, you're so mature for your age. Like, you're, you're like so grown up. Like, you are so intellectual. You're so mature with the way that you um, express yourself. And um, yes, I do take it as a, a compliment. Thank you. But it's also not because I want to be this way. It's just 
life has made me this way because I've had to deal with so much at such an early age that I had no option but to grow up. I had no option but to become a mature person that can handle these kind of problems because otherwise I would just have been sunk in this hole and nobody would have taken me out. So um, I had to mature very quickly. I had to grow up very quickly. And, and it kind of sucks because I missed some of my childhood. They they rubbed off from me. Those years are gone and I can't get them back because something traumatic happened to me at the age of 10 where I almost felt like, um, well, not felt, but I almost lost my grandma who I was living with at the time because I uh, my mom was in the United States and I saw her go through that. I, I faced it head first. I was the first to notice the symptoms. I was the first to see it all go down. I was just there when everything was happening. And I was the one to have to like run to my neighbors and be like, somebody needs to call an ambulance because she's not okay. And as a 10-year-old, it's a lot to take in and it's a lot to process. And I didn't allow myself to do any of that. I just dealt with the situation and moved on and ever since I've just had this feeling that I have to do it all for myself and that I have to be strong and that I have to move forward for those that I love because there was nobody that could take care of me my mom was in the states my grandma was sick so I had to take care of myself I had to fend for myself and I had to figure it out and ever since I've just been doing that and that made me independent and that made me mature I guess a force of environment because that's the situation that I was placed in and I had no say in it. I just had to deal with it. So ever since, my natural instinct has been worry about yourself last, put everybody else first. And therefore, I um, turned out to be a people pleaser and I always put everybody else before me and I always make sure that everybody else is doing fine before I actually can deal with my things and my emotions so for example like my mom she's a very sentimental person and she expresses her emotions a lot <laughs> and so to me growing up I always saw her as weak I always saw her as vulnerable so I took the responsibility of having to be strong for her having to be her rock having to be the person that she leans on and so I would take in all of her problems and I never communicated mine because I felt like she couldn't deal with it. I felt like she couldn't deal with her things and have to deal with my things on top of it. And so I kept everything bottled in and I never really talked to anybody other than like my best friends. Um, but even then, at that, at that age, you can only tell them so much, you know. I've always had to be strong for somebody. Um, for example, growing up, I had to be like a second mother figure to my brother. And so I took him in and I made sure that he was okay. And I, I put up that parental instinct for him and I made sure that I could be there for him and be everything that I didn't have growing up. I could be his refugee if, even though I didn't have one myself and I just had to deal with everything so ever since I was little I've been dealing with all of the family drama everybody just kind of comes to me and dumps it on me and then I'm just stuck with everybody's problems and nobody listening to mine 
because unfortunately my family is not somewhere where I can go and express how I'm feeling about things and um and so that's why to me it it was so important finding a person who could be my rock who could be my refugee who would understand everything that I'm going through and thankfully I found that person but it took me a lot to open up and to allow myself to be vulnerable with him because to me vulnerability always seemed as a weakness and it was never seen as acceptable in my eyes because my mother is like that and I always saw her as weak I always saw her as just someone who depends on somebody else to um like deal with life and deal with her problems and I never wanted to be that I never wanted to be like her in that sense so when when we when I first started this relationship it was really hard for me to open up and actually talk to him about like serious things and actually confide in him and trust him with all of my feelings and all of my emotions and and even to see him to see me cry like to me if you know me and if you know me very close I I don't I don't break down in front of people um it's just not part of my character no matter how hard I try I just don't there's only been a handful of people that have actually seen me cry and upset and just like sobbing of course one of them being my boyfriend but even even my mother has never seen me upset and crying over anything ever I've been living with her since I was 11 and she has never ever seen me um cry and to her is shocking and and it's worrisome and she'll come to me sometimes and be like listen it's okay to let it out it's okay to let your emotions flow if you have to cry that's okay it doesn't make you weak and I know that I just don't feel comfortable with anybody unless I know that I can go to you without any kind of judgment without any kind of worry that you might not be strong enough to handle all, all of my emotions and so that's why I feel like my best friend's passing affected me so much because I don't rely on people like that and I don't open up myself to that extent to just anybody and I really genuinely only have three people who I can sit there and sob and not care and just feel so at peace and so comfortable doing so and that's my boyfriend one of my best friends Kayla who lives in a whole nother country so it's not like I can do that very often and my best friend who just passed Andrew and he he has he had always been there for me and it, it was just so easy to go to him and talk to him and and cry to him all the time and so um his passing hasn't been necessarily easy because you know usually I would go to him about things like this and talk to him and cry it out and be okay and um and I can't and I <laughs> I just I don't have anybody to do that with anymore and um again I just it takes me a long time to find somebody who I can really trust and give my fullest to and so it's been hard trying to process all of the emotions and all of the feelings but um but yes so it's it's just I'm glad that I have my boyfriend to rely on all the time but I need somebody else 
that can also understand me and even perhaps somebody that I can go and talk to about my boyfriend, you know, because I can't talk to him about him. Um, so it, it's just been hard, but you know, it's life and you just have to keep moving forward. I've just always felt like I have to be strong for everybody else around me so that they can come to me and dump their crap on me and I can make them feel better and somehow that makes me feel better even though I'm carrying all of their weight and all of their problems I will eventually find a way to figure it out and this isn't necessarily a good trait to have and and I know that and and I'm trying to grow that and I'm trying to learn a way to fix it because I can't just take everybody's crap and deal with it. That's not healthy at all. And it also doesn't help me establish boundaries. Like, I, I really, for the longest time, I didn't have boundaries with my mother at all. Because I would just let her step all over them. Because I wanted to please her so bad. And I wanted to just be there for her and do everything that... I could to make her happy that I never took in what I wanted and what I needed it was hard trying to establish boundaries with her with her to the point where I had to move out at the age of 19 because I didn't know how else to put distance and and boundaries and even so after I moved out it was very very hard to develop them because then she felt like I was just being distant like I was being cold and it's not well in Spanish you have this word that is egoista I just sentía que yo era muy egoista but it's not that I'm being like egoista or distant or hard I just need time and space to heal and I can't heal when you're continuously breaking the boundaries that I'm setting because Hispanics don't have boundaries. Like, that's a non-existent word to them. They don't know what that means. And so it's very hard to establish them because then they feel like you're pushing them. Like, you don't want to talk to them. Like, you're being a bad daughter. And they will tell you, you're being a bad daughter. Even though I'm not. Because I'm trying to do what's best for me. But you don't see it that way. We've definitely made a lot of progress. And I've um, had to sit down and explain it to her. I need boundaries. This is what I need in my life right now. And you just need to accept it and deal with it. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not leaving you alone. I'm not leaving you. I just need space. And you need to give it to me. So that I can heal and grow. And become a better person. And a better daughter. It's hard to establish those boundaries. When she feels like I'm the only person that she can go to. When she feels like I'm her rock. And she can come to me openly and she can talk to me openly something that she doesn't understand is i'm not responsible for your pain and i'm not here to make you feel better i am your daughter and i have my own problems and my own mistakes and you should be listening to me not me to you so it's very hard to establish those boundaries without breaking that connection that she's built with me since i was younger because now i've i've become her rock and i've become her support and she doesn't want to lose that and so i understand and i'm trying to make her understand that i'm not responsible for her pain and i'm not responsible for putting her pieces together and helping her heal when really she should have 
been working on herself and he trying to heal herself so that she didn't pass on these problems to me and give me problems of my own that come from my parents and their parenting styles and their parenting ways because they're broken and they don't know how to fix themselves because they don't think that they did anything wrong or they don't think that they're broken or they don't think that they broke you in some way. So there's this author on TikTok that I really like. Her name is Vianney Harelli. If you want to look her up, she's amazing. She's uh, written this book that's based on healing her inner child and healing her wounds and generational trauma and kind of how she's overcome this. So I resonate a lot with her work and I love reading her. And this is a poem that she wrote that just sat with my soul and it just kind of clicked and it, it kind of inspired me to do this topic and talk about it. And um, I'm, I'm just going to read it. And I did give her credit, so it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> it's called Oasis de Amor. She does Spanglish, <coughs> so I'll be going between Spanish and English uh, probably. For most of it. And it goes like this. Oasis de amor. Repite conmigo. When a parent can love me the way I deserve to be loved. It is never that I am unworthy of love. I deserve all of the love. It just needs to come from me. When I see my parents. I can see their inner children. And I can see that they're sad. It's not that they can't love me is that they don't know how to love in ways that they don't reflect their inner wounds. We all come from cycles, not everyone breaks them. But it's our turn, and as we heal, the chord gets thinner. And our hearts grow bigger, and donde existe una, un oasis de amor, perservirá. I think that was beautiful, and I think it just made sense to me. Because your parents try to love you in the way, in the best way that they know. But if they haven't healed themselves, they don't know how to help you heal. And again, we all come from cycles, but not everybody knows how to break them. That's huge because the cycles tend to repeat because people don't realize that they have trauma. That they have healing to do, that they have growing to do. And so it's very important to acknowledge that so that you don't continue to pass on these cycles to your kids and continue to give them generational traumas that you've been trying to avoid from your childhood. So to me, that's, for example, one of the things that are super important to me. I want to have a loving household, preferably with two parents um, who will show the kids love and that disagreements are okay as long as they're dealt with in a healthy way and this is why I have the values that I have this is why marriage and a, a, a two-parent household is so important to me because I didn't grow up with that and that has affected me in ways that I can't describe and if I can make something better for my child if I can make something easier for them if I can show them true love and how to have disagreements in healthy ways and a loving household and a peaceful household I would love to do that for them 
I don't want to make my kids feel guilty of anything. I don't want to put that guilt on them about anything, about having to provide, about having to parent them, about having to give up certain things for them because it's not their fault. When you choose to become a parent because it's a choice, you have that choice, you're choosing to love this person, this little human above all things. And it's not fair when later down the road, you make them feel guilty for something that wasn't their choice, for something that they had no control of, because then they grow up with wounds that you you can't repair for them. And then they have to figure out how to grow from that. So I want to give them a safe environment where they can grow up and just feel loved and appreciated and have boundaries so that they can tell me in a healthy and safe and nice way that there are boundaries that I cannot cross. Even as a parent, I have to respect that because that is the healthy way to love somebody. So if you have healing to do, if you want to heal your inner child if you want to break generational trauma there are so many things that you can do to help you overcome that the first thing the first step is acknowledging that you have that trauma acknowledging that you are broken that you are hurt and that's okay as long as you're willing to put in the work to fix it not everybody is able to fix it themselves and it's not necessarily the best way to do it because you don't have you might not have the techniques to do so uh, but then there's always therapy I know in a Hispanic household it's very difficult to talk about going to therapy or wanting to seek help because that's not always how they see it in Hispanics eyes in a Hispanic household Depression's not a thing. You're just bored. O sea, tú no tienes depresión. Nada más estás aburrido. Coge oficio. And, and it's not like that. Depression does exist. Anxiety does exist. It's a real thing. Mental health is a real thing. And if you need help with it, if you need help to just talk to anyone, do it. Find a way. Find a way to heal yourself, to grow from this, to break the cycles, to stop generational trauma so that you don't pass it on to your kids. Because it's annoying and it's frustrating when you're stuck with all of this guilt, with all of this pain, with all of this trauma that you didn't even ask for, that you didn't even want, that you didn't even want to be part of. You you were just drowned into this. And now you just have to deal with it. Now you're just stuck with it. Like, for example, for me, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm always seeking validation, acknowledgement. And I just want to make everybody that I care for proud of me. And just hear them say, I'm proud of you. That's why I'm always trying to be the best. Trying to do more. I'm never satisfied with myself. I'm I'm always pushing for more. And that can be a positive trait if you don't overdo it. And you have to learn it because if you don't, you're never going to be satisfied with yourself. You're never going to be happy because nothing is going to make you happy. You're always going, going to want to do more and more and more. Even if you have the perfect life, you're just going to want more. Because you're never going to be able to fill that void that you have. Like for example, for me, something that frustrates me, something that I'm trying to learn how to do is staying still. And just chilling without being guilty 
because for example like growing up I was never allowed to do that I was never allowed to sit still and chill and relax and not feel guilty about it because siempre era es que estás de vaga no estás haciendo nada ponte a limpiar la casa ponte a hacer esto ponte a hacer otro coge oficio haz esto haz el otro porque estar sentado y relajado es not common eso no es normal uno está Así es como te deprimes, así es como pasa esto, como pasa el otro. Y no es así. Las cosas no siempre son así. You can't sit down and be chill and be relaxed without having that inner voice in your head, your inner mother screaming at you. Es que no estás haciendo nada. You, you have to wash the dishes. You have to clean the clothes. You have to organize this. You have to organize that. Just sit down. Sit down. Take a breather. Let your brain run. Just relax. And don't feel guilty about it. Because there's nothing to feel guilty for. You have the right to sit down and take a breather. Tu mamá tal vez te, no te lo dijo creciendo. No te dijo, ah, sí, siéntate, relájate. Pero it's okay. It's okay to do it. It's okay to sit down and relax and maybe drink a glass of wine. Sit down and read a book. Enjoy a hobby. Learn something new. Those are all little baby steps that you as a human are taking to better yourself and to break the generational trauma. Because even though they seem so small and they seem so tiny, they have this big thing to do with the way that you grow up to be. The fact that I can't sit still for a long period of time without feeling guilty gives me OCD. Because then I have to... I feel like I have to clean the house and leave everything spotless before I can sit down and relax. I feel like I always have to be on the move. I always have to be doing something because otherwise I'm not good enough. Otherwise I'm missing something. And I can't chill. I can't relax because then I'll start to get anxious. I'll start to get really bad anxiety because I'm not doing anything and I feel like I'm being useless. And that's not how life works. I've learned to let that go slowly but surely. And maybe even delegate, you know, delegate things to other people because I'm not alone anymore. I have a partner. I have a great loving partner who's willing to help me. And I need to let other people in. I need to accept that I don't have to be alone. I'm not alone anymore. I don't have to do everything on my own because I have somebody else that I can rely on. Somebody else that can help me accomplish all of these things so that I can sit down I can relax, I can chill without feeling guilty, and I can perhaps learn a new skill, read a book, do all of these things that I didn't allow myself to do before because of everything that I've been that has been engraved in my brain. Do it. Just do it. You just have to acknowledge that you have generational trauma, that maybe you do need things that you need to be healed from. And that's the first step, accepting it, realizing it, and then seeking help. Getting help, it's okay. You're not alone. You don't have to do it alone. And it's perfectly fine to understand that. So I hope this was in any way helpful to anybody struggling with healing or generational trauma, learning how to break the cycles, Or even if you thought that you were alone in things like this, you're not. You're not. I've seen so many Hispanics that go through the same thing, that struggle with the same stuff that I do. Because that's just how we were raised. That's just how our parents were raised. And they thought that that was okay. 
they thought that those things were good and sometimes even now they might not realize that it's wrong they might not realize what boundaries are and how to respect them but you know what you have to put yourself first you have to learn how to heal and protect yourself first and this goes back to last week's topic actually and learning how to put myself first and how to value myself and just be a better version of me has a lot to do with my parents and healing those wounds that they left me without even knowing that they did so it's very important that you work on yourself it's very important that you continue to grow so that you can be a better person a better parent in the future a better daughter a better wife and i hope that this was able to help anybody or give some insight maybe to somebody who could be helpful too so thank you guys so much for listening this was a little bit of a spanglish episode which i loved and um i'm so happy that i was able to talk about this and that i can shine some light into a lot of these problems that might seem little but they become so huge you know when you just continue to pile them over the years without realizing that they are problems So, thank you for tuning in. I love you guys so much and I will try to be as consistent as possible. I am already working on some guests. I have some pre-recorded episodes that I have to edit and post with some guests. So, I'm really excited about all of those future things coming. Um getting back into routine, trying to move forward and trying to be back to my strict schedule so that I can keep myself busy and focus on other things but um thank you thank you so much for listening and if this helped anybody i'm really glad that it did and i'm here for you and you're not alone and you don't have to do this alone gracias mi gente y nos vemos en dos semanas